Hey, what's up, Kiki Squad? This is your girl, Coco, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Kiki and with Coco. If you are new to the show, let me say welcome and thank you for tuning in. Let me tell you a little bit about it. It's about life in general with an emphasis on relationships. I have my friends, family, or guests come on the show and we kiki about whatever the topic is. And so... Um, today's guest, I'm very excited to have him. He is, he has been on a number of platforms. He, his name is Sean and Sean, you want to go ahead and say what's up and just tell them a little bit about yourself. Yes, for sure. Thanks. I definitely appreciate this opportunity, uh, to be on your platform and, uh, I'm just one of those, I'm, I'm quick elevator pitch. Um, I am the guy that you see before you buy the engagement ring. Oh, yeah, I'm that's I'm that guy because we know in in counseling and stuff like that, you don't already bought the ring. You're not going to change your mind. (laughs) You're going to marry this person regardless of how many red flags. So you come see me. I'm like pre-engagement. Okay. Yeah. So you can find me on all streaming platforms uh, on YouTube. Instagram, all of them. Just search "It's Scary to Remarry," and you will find me there at Sean Heineman. So, yeah, thanks again, uh, Coco, for giving me this opportunity to be on your platform. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. And so, we're going to go ahead and get this thing started. So, as usual, we start off with the drink with Coco, and it is recommended by our guest Sean, and he recommended. Peach Crown Royal with Vanilla Coke, which is not nothing too extravagant. It's probably something everybody already got in a, you know, liquor cabinet on your bar. Um, and I'm personally a fan of Crown Peach. Um, so what brought you to this drink? I'm, uh, I won't say like old school. I just like dark liquor. I like brown liquor. You know, I'm, I'm a brown kind of guy, right? That's <laughs> my type of person. Okay, with the brown. Yeah, right. So that's, I like to keep it simple. Um, and then when I wake up in the morning, I don't have a hangover or a headache. You know, I'm still that's smooth. That's how I feel. Yeah, right. So it's just one of those uh, smooth drinks. And even if it's not Coke, even if you like cherry Coke or uh um, it can be regular Coke or a Pepsi, whatever your choice of, of drink. But I do like the vanilla and uh, the peach crown. So it works wonders for me. I'm, I, I love it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Y'all go ahead and try this out if you haven't. Um, hashtag drink with Coco and at Kikan with Coco. So I can know y'all out there trying these drinks. And of course, I will be making a post about it. So be on the lookout. And now we want to roll into the word on the street. So word on the street is Nicki Minaj. We all know her husband was previously incarcerated for a rape that happened back in the 90s. And he since he has gotten out, him and Nicki have gotten married. They've had a kid. Um, I think he's had some issues as far as like registering as a sex offender and just I guess like whenever you move to a different location, you have to register as a sex offender. Um, I know they were trying to combat that in California for him. But in recent news, his the victim that the alleged victim from that rape back way back when in the 90s 
is trying to sue them for harassment, basically saying that Nikki and Mr. Petty have been reaching out to her, trying to get her to recant her statement, things of that nature, and basically trying to bribe her to to recant. And honestly, I personally feel that that's that person's truth. We weren't there, you know, and in my mind, neither was Nikki. I know you're trying to stand by your man, but in the same token, like, something a crime as such is that is a very serious offense to to make against someone um so there has to be some type of truth we don't know what the truth is but I honestly think you know I understand like because of who Nikki is she needs him to be to be with her in certain places in certain instances and she doesn't want people to be afraid of him but at the end of the day like what's done is done and there's nothing we can do about that so what what are your thoughts i you know i've heard about the story and done a little research and i like what you said as far as nikki wanting to stand by her you know her husband or whatever so i understand that but from the way i see it is if that's what you did even though back then it was i think it was like 1994 yeah, I think 95. 95, yeah. So you're talking about, you know, years ago, but dealing with something like that, that type of trauma, that that can probably take a lifetime for you to even get over, even just from relationships. Mm-hmm. So if you done that, then, and I know I'm just saying this from the outside looking in, but you, you have to get what's coming to you, whether that's jail time or whether if you have to, to pay, even like being a sex offender, I know it's embarrassing, but you have to do those things because that's what you've done regardless. Cause I know a lot of times people say I'm, I was young and dumb and things of that nature, but I feel like life is connected that regardless of the things that you do, and this isn't being judgmental, that there's a, a price that comes with it. So um, yeah, if that's what he, if he has to do what he need to do in order to make that right because that woman is suffering mm-hmm. so, um yeah he might just have to do what's necessary in order to uh, make it right exactly and I just feel like as a woman personally um like yes I want to stand by my man but I'm also an advocate for women you know mm-hmm. so it's just like anytime a woman has been mistreated you know I'm just like like even if, even if my man was in the wrong and something happened, you know, I wouldn't be trying to ask this woman to change her statement. Like this happened to her, you know. To me, I feel like her best bet is just to stay quiet about the situation because it's it's not she's not in this situation. Like yes, this is affecting you, but in the same token, like you can't you can't interfere with what that is. Mm. Uh, yeah so it's it's unfortunate but um it's it's one of those things i think one of those i think something is a takeaway from this is you have to be careful what you do regardless of your age mm-hmm. it will catch up with you you know it's that whole exactly. reaping and sowing thing so be cautious 
Exactly. You know, we, we I think we've all done some things in our lives that we can chop it up, say, yeah, I was just young and dumb. But I think we all know right from wrong. I think in today's society, it's important for us to teach our children no means no, you know, those those type of phrases, because it seems like now we find in so many people that we've looked up to, whether they be celebrities or family members, possibly that have have done things. And now we like, well, how could you do this? Or, you know, we're devastated because of it. And I think if we start teaching our children, you know, especially when it comes to sex, like, we we get it, you want to do it. But if that person is reluctant, or, you know, they you feel they have an ounce of, of doubt about the situation, like, just step back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, um, and I've heard about this story before, I just didn't know how long it was going to continue to linger. I was like, wow. Yeah. So yeah, because I, th- I thought this was like, done and over with like yeah you know and now it's like yeah they harassing me and it's just like leave that woman alone let her grieve in peace mm. I'm I'm sure y'all y'all trying to pay her off in some shape form or fashion but I mean I personally haven't heard anything in the blogs myself from her specifically saying this happened to me I feel like it only came to light because they got together and it's just like that happened 15, um, like a long, way, way long time, over 20 years ago. Like, why would she recant her statement now? Mm. Yeah. I, yeah. I was reading in um, one of the blogs and they were talking about Nikki was trying to give them like $500,000, trying to give her $500,000 and then uh, a personalized uh, birthday message to to the girl's daughter. It was crazy. Yeah, that's that's real. That's not that's not right. Yeah, yeah I was like, but, like you are the offenders. You know, spouse. Yeah. Regardless of who you are, what that look like? You giving a personalized message to my child on her birthday, girl. If you don't get your get on about it here with that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, people like the uh, strut, they superstar power, you know. Mm. I, I feel like superstar don't work all in all situations. I agree. Like this I, is one you need to sit back and mind your own business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mind the business that pays you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and that business don't pay you, honey. That's going to yeah. take some money about your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Real, and tarnish your image. Exactly, because... Now you looking like you you stand by sex offenders, mm-hmm. you know, and we we not even going to get on the topic of her brother. So you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, moving moving on along from Nicki Minaj and and the foolishness of what is, um, Dr. Dre's. At first, I wasn't going to talk about this situation, um. Because I just feel like it's too often celebrity. We we hear about celebrities not supporting their kids, but then for this to come to mainstream media, and now it's like she got a GoFundMe account to raise fifty thousand dollars so that she can get a home for her and her four children. Um, I feel like 
Dr. Dre. I like I understand people being like, when you have kids, it's your responsibility to take care of your kids, you know, X, Y, Z. But in the same token, when you have a parent that is a millionaire, billionaire, whatever the case may be, your child should never be struggling, mm-hmm. regardless of who their mama is. Yeah. And apparently this woman is grown. So you're able to have a relationship outside of a relationship with that other parent. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I was reading that she she's saying she hasn't received support from him in 18 months now or I don't know if it was 18 months or 18 years because one place was saying 18 years one place was saying 18 months but if now if she was receiving support from him at some point in time that just means maybe you wasn't doing what you were supposed to do with that money and now you in the situation you in and now you trying to put him on blast (laughs) yeah (laughs) you never know yeah this this i seen this the other day too i was like wow that's that's kind of interesting um and even on a deeper level if you think about uh, like you was talking about the the child's mom because i don't know who the mother is in this Mm -mm. no because this was um someone he was with before he was famous oh okay Yeah. yeah okay Okay. See now this, yeah, see, this goes on a deeper level because, and I was talking about to not to get off the subject. I want to stay here, but yeah, even the other day I was talking about how, um, when a man leaves his family, depending on the relationship that he has with the mother mm-hmm. in some cases, he will almost, he will leave the child too. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. It's more common. I'm not saying it's okay, but in a lot of situations, with co-parenting maybe because the the mom and the dad can't get along kind of thing now if you gotta pay a child support you just pay a child support i've, I've been there i've paid child support and alimony so i i get it <laughs> <laughs> you know i've, I've been there mm-hmm. um, going through a divorce but i will say if they if they can't co-parent effectively he would he'll just leave the whole situation yeah you know, so yeah. that that might have been the case. I don't know, but his daughter is grown where they can have that kind of personal relationship themselves. So mm-hmm. that's that's a little different. Yeah, I I definitely think it's unfortunate. Like in my mind, if y'all can't figure out how to co-parent, take it to the courts mm-hmm. and let the white people decide how y'all co-parent. Since y'all y'all can't get it together, that that's my philosophy on the situation. Like, because it's still your responsibility to take care of your kid. Whether you with that parent or not, whether y'all get along or not, that's still your responsibility. Mm-hmm. However that child came to be in this world, that's your responsibility. So if maybe you got back child support, whatever the case may be, once you get your situation situated, take that ass to court. <laughs> yeah, right. So they, they got along like, at one time. Yeah, I feel like fathers have a right to be in a part of their children's lives and mm-hmm. When they get to talking about, well, the mom won't let me be, won't let me see my kid, you know, X, Y, Z. I know it costs some money, but go to court Mm -hmm. because you have a right to be a part of your child's life. Yep. Yeah. And it's almost easier to just pay the child support Mm -hmm. and then then having to raise the child, uh, you know, having a child with you. Yeah, you know, some people would be like, "Look, I rather just pay child support than to be with this kid every single day with diapers and 
and and school and all these different things some people are just like look here yeah <laughs> unfortunately and you know I, I think it's unfortunate that sometimes people just get to the the point where they are like you know i'd rather just pay child support and not even be a part of the kid's life you yep. know unfortunate um i just tell people in those instances like that's something you're gonna have to speak to when that child gets older you know and you just need to be prepared to have that conversation i agree and I think it's easier at that point, too, because now it's on the child to decide whether they want to build a relationship with you or whether they just like you was a deadbeat and you dead to me now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's best that you do have those conversations mm -hmm. because now they're old enough to make their own judgment. And then, you know, y'all can go from there. Yeah, for sure. I think that's important because sometimes you you wonder why mom and dad didn't work out. And when, you know, sometimes because sometimes you might not hear that you might not know the dad story. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know. Yep. Yep. So I, I definitely think it's unfortunate that a person who has a parent that is wealthy is unable to to be that she's unable to to be successful or to prosper. Um, and we, we just don't know that situation. You know, everybody don't have that hustle. Everybody, you know, we, we don't know what the circumstances are. But either way, if I was him, I would want to help my child out regardless of how old they are. You know, now I would probably say like, you know, you got to do something with this assistance that I'm giving you. Yeah, you know, right. Like you can't, I'm just not going to be paying for you to squander, squander the money away. And she has four kids. Oh, four. And how many, where's the fathers? Where they daddy. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that, that might be his take. He might be like, look, <laughs> who knows, you know, but I, I don't know the man personally, but I yeah. I, I would look at that as well. I would like look. Yeah. I and this and this could be like I said, because it was saying she hadn't received any assistance from him mm -hmm. in a certain amount of time. So, mm -hmm. like I said, this could have definitely been one of those situations where he gave her a deadline to be like, get your stuff together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And if you don't, like, I'm going to stop. And I think that's a realistic way mm -hmm. to approach the situation as well because for us regular folk we'll do anything and everything for our children but once they hit a certain age and it's just like i don't think you're getting it yeah. you know maybe i need to step back and let you hit rock bottom for you to figure it out mm -hmm. so maybe that's what this situation is too and you know a lot of people they on social media in the comments like he wrong regardless if he a billionaire or not your child shouldn't be xyz but if your child is not doing what they're supposed to do, why should you keep supporting them to just squander your money away? Yeah. You know, uh, they steady looking for you to bail them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we're, you know, we're all judgmental until it happens to, to us, mm -hmm. right? You know, you just never, <laughs> you never know. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's unfortunate that, both of them are finding themselves in this situation. 
Um, because I mean, honestly, I mean, we don't know their relationship, but what, what parent wants to see their child struggle. Right. And then we don't, we don't know the circumstances under why he not giving her money no more. Mm-hmm. So, and it's unfortunate that her children are, they, they basically homeless because she can't, but you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. So yeah. You know, maybe, you know, if y'all feel like y'all want to support her cause, she does have a GoFundMe. Um, you know, that's out there. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so now we're going to get into the hot cup of So this week's hot cup of cocoa is about why your man cannot commit. Like you've been in a long time relationship with this person and you thinking like, okay, marriage is the next step, but he just not taking it. So Sean, before we get into the conversation itself, um, what, what exactly is your background in regards to preparing someone for marriage? Yes, I have been... I've been doing this for a long, long time. Um, I'm 44 years old. Okay. So I've been <laughs> in the whole coaching field for maybe about 15 years now. Okay. Um, and, and a lot of it comes with through experience. I've been through a divorce, but then also being a part of uh, two like mega churches where I've seen the churches grow. Um, from 100 people to 10,000 people oh. and being a part of that and helping with the whole uh, coaching area of their ministries and things of that nature. So I've literally been over hundreds of couples where I've been conversing with them about situations and then a lot of it too, uh, have some school background and also just reading a lot of books on on coaching and, and you know, mental health and uh, relationships and self-help books. So uh, I guess that 10,000 hour rule, I, I believe I surpassed that already. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, those are some things that that qualifies me. Okay, well, th- I think that's good. Like hearing it come from someone with a... Um, a spiritual or religious background to it because a lot of people I've had on the show are mainly like a licensed therapist and things like that so to have this come from someone who is from like within a church environment with the with the way they teach I think is also important as well because it just shows you there are more people out there besides just licensed therapists you know you can seek counseling from your church leaders and things of that nature. And so in your coaching, do you work with singles, couples, both? Um, both. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, um, a lot of singles, really, because and I want to say this to singles that marriage isn't the apex of life. Marriage is just a component of life. It's it's a great thing if you do it the right way, if you could really stay focused and put in the necessary work. But I like for people to be whole and completing themselves um, before you get into a marriage, because a lot of times people look at this thing as the yin and yang. And I get that. Mm -hmm. But you have to really be um, you got to have that joy within you. Right. Got to have that completeness in you. 
because uh, I know we look at the whole, you know, you complete me. Was that Jerry Maguire or something like that? I know we use the line, you know, you <laughs> yeah. complete me, but it's much better when you are already completing and somebody else is completing. Y'all can come together. Right. That makes that much more of a difference. So I deal with a lot of singles and a lot of singles think that marriage is going to give them everything that they need, you know, and, and marriage has its own struggles too. Marriage is not for the faint of heart. Marriage is for everybody. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. If everybody could just see your face on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Marriage definitely ain't for the faint of heart. I'm telling y'all, mm-hmm. y'all that ain't never been married, it ain't for the faint of heart. Um, so what are some of the issues that you find people have when you work with some of your clients? Big, the biggest one, well, two, uh, communication, well, three. <laughs> communication, <laughs> I, yeah, there's a line of them. Communication, money, and sex. Mm-hmm. Those are there. They're constant. Even you could just go on your social media platforms and just look. And those are three things that people are always talking about. Definitely. You know, so um, communication to me, the, the biggest thing with communication is taking time to actually listen to what this person is saying. You have to listen, like because we a lot of times we're already coming back with something you know this rebuttal with with whatever someone is saying and it's like can you just let them talk first and can you process what they're trying to say to you yeah or you yeah you definitely like they talking and you quiet but in your head you're trying to think about what you're gonna say next yeah yeah you know that's that's a big one um and and i think a lot of it comes to if you if you give them that space to talk they gotta you gotta be a safe place for this person mm-hmm not where you're not judging them or even just repeating back what they said to you. So that way they know you're listening. Um, That's a good one as well. And sometimes you don't even have to have all the answers. Sometimes people just need for you to listen. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's definitely important. uh, The communication piece of it. Um, I know for me, I've been in a situation before where the person was telling me what the issue was. But I was so focused on why, why, why his his reason wasn't sufficient enough. Mm-hmm. So it I never understood what the reason was until after we were over and I had started doing work within my personal self and realizing like he was giving me the answer the entire time. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't. I just was not open to hearing that reason. We're, we're all guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I've been through a divorce and it wasn't really until during the end of my divorce that I really realized all the issues I had, yeah. <laughs> you know, and we were married for 14 years and there was no infidelity or anything. We just were at two different places in our life and it, it just didn't mesh well. But um, I've learned about me being defensive. I've learned about me stonewalling and shutting down and things of that nature. I didn't think that they were biggies, but to her it was. Yeah. And I didn't value that. And that's, I think that's one of the biggest things in communication too, is realizing like something that may not seem important to you or as big a deal to you can be that for someone else. Um, Because I, I know there are things that, someone would get mad at me for and they like well if the shoe was on the other foot how would you feel and I'd be like I don't care because apparently I'm doing it 
So I don't care. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm like this don't this ain't gonna bother me none. Yeah. It's it's not the same for them, and maybe that behavior is a trigger for them. You know. Hmm. Hmm. And you have to understand people. You have to come outside of yourself. And, and think outside of yourself because I think by default we're selfish people right by default yeah. I think we have to learn to to care for others but if we could take some time to come out of ourselves and look at their perspective and be like okay I, I can see that yeah you know, a lot of times people just want to be they just want to be affirmed they just want to know that you care for the most part instead of everything being about you definitely I I can definitely see that too like you know, people just people want to feel heard and mm-hmm. they want they want to feel like you're you're listening and you understand. Yep. Yeah. And and change the behavior. Mm-hmm. That a lot too. <laughs> exactly. Change the behavior. <laughs> I will say once you bring it to my attention, then it's just like, okay, I can't do that no more. You know, just just tell me. Like mm-hmm. some sometimes I think people don't realize like especially if you've been single for a while and then you enter into a a new relationship, it's like certain things you don't realize are an issue because it's how you've been operating for so long. But then once it's brought to your attention, then, then you have to make the changes to be like, okay, I'm in a relationship now and this person no longer feels that, this person doesn't feel like what I'm doing is conducive to what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. you know and you have to like you said change the behavior mm-hmm. you will be you will be a you will be a perfect person single it's until you get into a relationship with somebody that you realize how flawed you are mm-hmm. definitely definitely so do you feel that your divorce is what encouraged you to get into relationship coaching or were you kind of like already on that path I was already on that path. Uh, and I will say this, and I, I've said it on, on numerous podcasts and, and uh, videos that I've done. I failed publicly. Um, I've had a YouTube. I've just rebranded. Okay. Right? I've been doing this for a long time. I've been doing this since 2010, as far as YouTube and stuff like that. Um, so I've been through a divorce where I was giving relationship advice <laughs> on YouTube. My own marriage failed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and so I'm looking at myself like, okay, well, what am, what am I really doing? You know, so I've always been doing it, but I think with me going through the divorce and remarrying, that gave me a different uh, perspective on relationships. Mm-hmm. It helped me to see that uh, some marriages can make it, some marriages can't. I would say even there was a time, uh, my younger self, because I married at 24, where I felt that my marriage couldn't fail because I was... I was doing the work and I was reading the books. I was going to church. I was praying to God mm-hmm. and I was on my high horse. And I think God had to knock me off my high horse in order for me to realize that uh, life happens to the best of us, no matter how perfect you think you are, that life is real. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of already talked about how commitment can, I'm not commitment, communication can play a part in the demise of relationships, but what do you think, what are some reasons you have found that men aren't willing to make that commitment of marriage? Mm. Ah, okay. Can I be honest? Be honest. Be honest. Okay. Be honest. okay. <laughs> men, 
if we have everything, if we got everything we want from you, why? I mean, we got your house keys. We getting good sex every night. Um, I mean, and, and you're doing the most because you're trying to prove to this guy that I'm marriage material, but it's actually the opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you got to be a little more conservative. Um, mm-hmm. So why would I commit to you if I have everything? Which go back to why would I buy the cow when I'm already getting the milk for free? Yeah, why? You know, and it's one of those things where I, and hear me when I say this, there's even no imagination anymore. I mean, you got people on social media busting it open. They doing everything. They trying to prove to somebody that I need a man. <laughs> you know? I ain't busting it up and prove nothing. <laughs> yeah, it didn't prove anything. I mean, you got the and no shade to anybody who listening. They, you know, maybe you might take the 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 pictures where you're sitting by the sink and you got your booty cheeks hanging out and all that stuff. <laughs> That's not going to get you a husband. That's going to get you a one night stand. Mm. Okay, okay. You know that that's that's true. Um, you know, I you know it's. I mean, you saying that is is nothing new. Like these are things we have all heard before. And but then you got social media, social media, like, you know, you can be a hoe and still be get a husband. Look at Black China. Look at this person. And it's just like, and then if you be sitting there like, hmm, hmm, maybe it's some truth to that. <laughs> yeah. I- yeah, I'm so passionate about relationships and especially in this lane because I hear this a lot from younger women, maybe 18 to 25, maybe. Mm-hmm. I hear that a lot. You know, she was a hoe, so I could be a hoe and still get a husband. You're not Black China. Like we all, a lot of times with social media and even when you have conversations with people, they're always talking about uh, the anomalies. Mm-hmm. they're not talking about crystal down the street yeah. they're not talking about lisa they're not talking about diane they're not ta- you know so you're talking about these people and that's not to take away from you you are fearfully and wonderfully made you're a wonderful person but you're not them right and, and you have to know what works best. i think you have to take into consideration the type of men that they are attracting um and the type of men that you have access to you know it's two two different Two different playing fields, one. And two, your regular degular guy is probably not looking for the girl that's out in these streets at the club every night. You know, he probably does want someone who is in the house or, you know, and not saying like you got to be a school mom and nothing like that. But, you know, he would just prefer someone who is a little bit more like you said, conservative and not so showy, so flashy, you know, um, things of that nature. And so I, I can agree with the idea or the concept that, you know, men probably want a more conservative woman. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and, and I'm glad you said that. And I, I want to make two quick statements about that, mm-hmm. because one is, um, I would say, and and just from my coaching and, and most guys that I've known and come across, most men shouldn't marry until they're at least 35 anyway. Okay. Anything under 35, now this isn't all, but anything under 35, he's probably still trying to find himself. 
he's probably still trying to define himself based on how many women he can sleep with. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's that's one. Number two is when I remarried, I met my wife on Instagram. We married six months after we met. We lived in two different states. Now, this is what I did. (laughs) This is what I did. I liked a bunch of her pics. We went back and forth. And then that's when I slid in the DM. Hey, you know, thanks for liking the pictures, all of that other stuff. And that's how that's how I started. But you better believe because I was marriage minded. I said I wanted to remarry. Mm-hmm. What Sean did was Sean scrolled on all of her pictures. And I was like, OK, let me see. Now, this isn't being judgmental, but this is I'm looking to hope to see that this, she isn't what I think I might see. Yeah, I'm like, okay, let me see the twerk videos or let me see her getting turned up. And, you know, and this isn't passing judgment. This is just saying that if you're willing to put that out there, this is what I'm going to get from you. Right. So if you got those pictures, those super revealing pictures, I'm just thinking, up. Oh, that's for everybody to see. Uh, I don't know if I'm willing to rock with you like that. <laughs> and I mean, that's, that's, that's real. You know what I'm saying? Like, some some men don't want a woman that's just letting it all hang out. And that's real. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm pretty sure there are a lot of men who would who it's okay for your woman to have a social media account. But why do you have to post twerking and, and all of this and that? Like you're not showing anybody that you're marriage material. You Thanks. looking like a fun time girl. Uh, a turn up queen, you know, and everybody don't want that. <laughs> Thank you. And I was like, if I saw that, I was just like, uh, here we go. You know, because <laughs> we, because as men and, and we want, we want exclusivity. Now I will say, cause with men, this is where you have to match your own energy. You can't be out here running these streets talking about you want a, a a woman that's you know exclusive that you don't want her you know with a whole bunch of men but you sleeping with a whole bunch of women. Mm-hmm. You you can't do that. Yeah, you, know, you want her to be the Virgin Mary, but you want to be Jose the hoe, and it, it doesn't work like that. Mm. <laughs> you better you know. say it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so this is one of those things where and, and and here's the thing, here's the thing, Coco. She was my wife was fully clothed mm-hmm. all her pictures so why would I marry a woman that's fully clothed you know what I'm saying because mm-hmm. it was something about her that that stood out to me I was like okay she she takes care of her son she works she's beautiful mm-hmm. let me get to know her a little bit more now if she was naked in all her pictures if I'm going to DM her I'm not saying me but if I was going to DM her and she's naked in all her pictures I'm basically like hey what you doing tonight that's right. You trying to you trying to get in there. <laughs> yeah. Showing up everybody else. Let me let me get a piece yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I can definitely agree with that. Um yeah, I, I think that's a good something good to to note. You know, like if you really trying to be, and it's nothing wrong with being like you like to go to the club, you know, things like that. But you just ain't got to post all that on social media because everybody likes to go out with their girls and have a good time. You know, you get with your girls, you be like, oh, twerk contest, you know, whatever. But I would not post that on my social media, you know. Not if you're looking for a husband, right? If you're looking for a husband. (laughs) Now, if you just want to do you, that's cool. I'm not knocking anybody. 
Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a husband, you know, we were watching a Cosby show the other day, and I guess I'm telling my age. I love like Cosby show. <laughs> I, I, I told my wife, I said, how is it that Claire Huxtable is fine as she can be and have and had on all her clothes? Yeah, this is true. Like there, there are definitely some very attractive women with clothes on. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like they don't have to to show their entire body. They they don't have to show their butt and all that just to just to show their beauty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, besides the the social media aspect, what do you think there are some things men can do when if they find themselves in a situation where they don't feel like they're necessarily ready to commit and not saying like because their girl is out in these streets or whatever, like say she is the epitome of what your wife could be. Mm-hmm. And it's it's something holding that person back from being like, let me go ahead and, and make this official. Uh, now you're saying that they're already in a relationship? Yeah, and like, like they're in a, a long-term relationship mm-hmm. and she ready for the next step. Mm-hmm. And he feels like she got all the qualities, you know, X, Y, Z, but it's something in me that just can't do it. Hmm. Well, with men, in most most men, uh, they they're gonna be they're gonna play they're gonna be laid back they're gonna chill. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, a lot of guys aren't just gonna be like, you know what, man, I'm just gonna go ahead and marry her. Yeah, most guys aren't like that. They like, look, we good. We doing what we can do now. You know, this is where we at. Why? Like, mm-hmm. why? Why push any buttons? So, unfortunately, this is where the ball goes into the woman's court, where she's saying, not having an ultimatum, but kind of more of like, so what what are we going to do? Especially if you desire a marriage, what are we going to do? Because a lot of times I say, if if you have to ask that question, you probably gave away too much already. What are we? Yeah. You you done gave away too much already if you got to ask that. Mm-hmm. So um, do you feel if a woman finds herself in that situation, she should give him an ultimatum? She should have some, she should up her game. She's a higher, have a higher set of standards. Mm-hmm. You know what? Maybe. And so because sometimes it, it being extreme, you got to take extreme measures to, in order to see change. Mm-hmm. Right. Even if you have to, you know what? We can't stay together anymore. I know we've been living together, we've been paying these bills, but you know what? I need the security of knowing that you're going to marry me. I, I'm I'm sorry. I can't stay here anymore. I'm going to live with my mom or stay with my sister and, and get on my feet and focus on me until we decide to make, you know, you have to almost make him realize what he have. Yeah. Cause you don't know what you got until it's gone. Right. Mm-hmm. You like so y'all, y'all hear that ladies. He's saying pack yo and get up out of there yeah, and see how he do. Yeah, you never. And then all of a sudden, he wake up one morning and realize breakfast not on the table, <laughs> or his or his drawers ain't clean, uh, or he ain't getting none that night. He's like, oh, oh, I see the value that she bring. I'm not saying that that's that's just the value she bring alone. Her yeah. presence is enough, but he'll realize what he's been missing out on once she decides to make a, a change until he can realize what he has. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good thing to say because I think sometimes women get stuck in this, well, we've been together for so long, you know, at some point he going to get it together. He going, we going to get married one day or, you know, maybe they even convince themselves that marriage just ain't in a, it's just not in a future, you know, and, and they okay with just being together. Um, now going through therapy, my therapist asked me, how could I just be in a long-term relationship without marriage being a thing? Um, I think I could if married, if I didn't see myself being married, you know, but the fact that I want marriage, I'm just like, nah, I can't just be in a long-term relationship with the end goal, not being married. You know, so for me, if I were to be in a relationship for a long period of time and, you know, I'm asking like, yo, we've been together for how long we've been together, you know, do you do you feel like marriage is something that you want? You know, and if that person said, yeah, then I would have to be like, okay, well, not saying you have to do it right now, but I need to know that that's going to happen. Because if not, let's just go ahead and part these ways now. I agree. Cause, because I think one of, the, one of the things that kind of bothers me about people saying, you know, you shouldn't uh, be rushing to look for a husband or, or a wife or whatever. But I do think if you do go on a date with somebody and you like this person and y'all been talking for a little while, I think you need to let people know your expectations. So that oh, way yeah. it's on the table. Mm-hmm. Just like when people are talking about, you know, I just want to hook up with somebody, you put that out there. Oh, I just want to hook up. Okay, well, you put that out there, but you should be the same way about that if you plan on marrying Mm-hmm. And then that way you can get you can you can get rid of the unnecessary people in your life that's not for that. Because yeah. I I know for me like I feel like that should be a conversation when you in the beginning of the dating process like are you looking to be married you know what are your expectations from your dating situations, you know, are you intending to, and I don't feel like that's too much in the beginning because you need to know, like, is this person somebody I'm willing to give my time to? Because Mm -hmm. if you know you want to be married, there is no reason you should be dating somebody that's saying, I don't see myself getting married. Exactly. So it's just like, okay, well, let's not waste each other's time. Mm -hmm. You know, it was nice meeting you. And that's not saying like we got to get married tomorrow or nothing like that. That's just saying, you know, us dating, we're getting to know each other to potentially be in a relationship with each other with the intention of being married. Mm-hmm. I agree. I like once that. you have that conversation, you shouldn't have to constantly bring up marriage. It should just be, OK, we had the conversation. I know this is something that we both want. And that's it. And the man to ask when he ready to ask. Yep. Yep. I agree. And if he don't want to rock with you like that, then that's one less person you got to deal with. Facts. You know, so, yeah. So say you have a couple and they're coming to you as like, so do you do premarital counseling? Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Pre-premarital. Pre-pre-pre. <laughs> so before the, like you said. Before, before you battery. Battery. So. 
do you reckon so you recommend that couples dating and single people to do like pre premarital counseling yeah because think about this i've seen it too many times where you get people they got this engagement ring he and already spent seven thousand whatever he didn't spend x amount of dollars on this ring and there's nothing he's going to do to change his mind or her because she got this ring on her finger now she's like i've been fighting for this for 25 years yeah nobody gonna take this ring off me right (laughs) yeah So it's one of those things where if he if he interested in her and he's thinking that, you know, she's marriage material. So before you even spend that money and even have that fight about if the if the engagement don't work, where you like, oh, no, I'm keeping this engagement ring. I'll give my ring back Mm -hmm. instead of doing all that. Just come see me and we could just have a good conversation about if we think this should work. Now, what you do outside of that is between you and God. Yeah. You know, but I would say that there's some things that you can see red flags before you even buy this ring. So it's just really helping you to see that, okay, we do have some issues. Maybe we do need to work through some things before I even buy this ring. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I, I definitely think it's a good idea for people to work on themselves prior to asking and, and in this case, a man asking a woman to marry, because it's just like, are you prepared for the responsibility that comes along with being married? And I don't think sometimes a lot of people realize the amount of commitment and responsibility that comes along with being married. Um, the guy I had on the show two weeks ago, the co-parent and the co-parent child support etc he was saying like him and his ex-wife like they were young when they got married so of course getting married he wasn't looking at it like you know this is the person that I'm gonna be with through sickness and and health through you know for all the things that the vows say Mm -hmm. and and then get married and realize like ooh, this is more than what I thought it was gonna be or even in my previous marriage like I think I knew what responsibilities came along with being married, but then I don't think my spouse realized what came along with being married because, you know, as things would come up, it was, there were just things that he wasn't willing to, to give on. And it's just like, well, you married now, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You got to come up with a compromise because this ain't just have it your way. This ain't Burger King. That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I think that's, I think you recommending people do like pre premarital counseling is important. And, and if you, I think it's important to do it as a single person um, to, because if you know, you want to marry, you know, you have to prepare yourself to, to be in the mind frame. Cause you got, you got to put it out there, like mm-hmm. speaking into existence. I I am going to be a married person. Mm-hmm. So I think this is just a step into you speaking that into existence, you know. Um, and then as a couple, like it's definitely important. Of course, you do premarital counseling, you know, mm-hmm. once you're engaged. But mm-hmm. if you're a couple and you you see yourselves going down that path, I think that's something to seek out as well. 
so, so that you guys know that you are on the same page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's vital because there's so many people out here that they didn't already got this engagement ring and you know they made all these promises and all this other stuff and then some people don't even make it down the 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 aisle you know yeah. they don't they don't make it mm-hmm. um and then there are some people who still get married anyway yeah you know all the red flags and at that point that's your fault whoever that's both of y'all fault mm-hmm. because somebody should have been wise enough to be like you know what nope so if you do the the pre engagement (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah at least that's something that y'all have something y'all have something tangible y'all can work with yeah something that you can think about you know what why i didn't think about that i am kind of reckless with money or um i i I still like flirting with the ladies or whatever Mm -hmm. you know now you got something to really contemplate before you take that next step because if y'all both are aware of this it's like you know what maybe we shouldn't do this right now yeah yeah i saw somebody post on social media something about um if my husband go to the strip club for his bachelor bachelor party is like his last night as a free man we not getting married and in that instance i feel like it To me, I don't have no problem if my man goes to the strip club. Go have fun because then I feel like that's another conversation if you're sleeping with strippers anyway. But uh, (laughs) 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 but go have fun. Enjoy yourself. Like to me, just because we get married, things that you enjoy doing should Mm. not have to cease because you're married now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you can you can try and remove temptation from somebody but that don't necessarily mean that's gonna keep them from cheating anyway say that just because he ain't going to the strip club don't mean he can't find somebody at the grocery store (laughs) (laughs) and she might look better than the stripper so he's really (laughs) and she got clothes on (laughs) yeah that's real I, i i'm glad that you said that there's so many people out here that's uh that's not aware of their shortcomings. Mm-hmm. They aren't aware. And next thing you know, something happened and they thinking, oh, I'm sorry, I won't do it again for whatever it is. But uh, y'all should have had that conversation. Y'all never had to talk. Yeah. Not to have the talk. Yeah. And it sucks, but it's worth it because you're going to save both of your hearts later on. Exactly. I, I definitely think that is something to be discussed prior to getting married because as I mentioned just because you get married don't mean you should stop doing things that you enjoy doing mm-hmm. um because I would be I would be upset if my spouse told me you know I feel like that podcast take take time away from us or mm-hmm. you know xyz and it's just like I was doing this before you came in the picture you know what I'm saying I'm like this my outlet to get my stuff out you know what I'm saying? Like, you mad because I'm putting your shit out there? <laughs> that <what it> is? <laughs> or you got a crazy baby mama or you got multiple baby mamas or baby daddies. And, you know, you just you don't know what that's going to look like once you get married, because mm-hmm. when you get married, folks change. Yeah. yeah. You know, they like, oh, you think you're all that now because you got married, huh? Let me <laughs> let me show you a little thing or two. Let me, you know, frustrate your whole life or. Somebody, it, it, there's so many things. Yeah, 
Yeah, you know? there, there are a lot of variables you don't think about. Yeah, right. And and that one very thing can divide your whole marriage because, you know, Leroy kept calling about his son or something like that. And, you know, so. Yeah. And it's just like, if my kid father calling, he got to talk to his kid. You know, hopefully, well, I mean, it's plenty of people that that date while their children are still very young. Um, But in those instances, you have to understand, like, that child can't speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, so there is going to be a point in time where that person has to communicate with the other parent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and then, um, and look at this angle here. Here's another one, because I said I was going to talk about this in the video. What about understanding people's backstory? Because mm. you're you're so in love with this person before the ring, because y'all still got on these rose-colored glasses, because y'all just so in love. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about backstories. What does what does that look like? Did you grow up in a single parent home? Did you grow up in a two parent home? Did you grow up with a bunch of brothers and sisters where you felt like you always had to fend for yourself? You know, was like all these different things. Uh, let's talk about childhood traumas. Were you molested? Like all these things that you never discuss. Yeah. And they come out later. And again, those can be the very things that divide you. But because we got it out first. And if we can deal with it before we get the ring, I believe that you're on a great traje- trajectory to have a good marriage if you can get that stuff out even before the ring. But this is because you're really going to be committed to this person. Like y'all see marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that also just demonstrates uh, problem solving within the relationship before you get married. So if it's like you can learn how to do these things prior to, like you said, it just gives good trajectory for a good marriage in the long run. Because mm-hmm. that's not, because you do all these things don't mean that your relationship or your marriage won't go through its trials and tribulations. Right. But at least you have the tools to get through it. Yep. Yep. You got to have a good communication skills. You got to uh, know how to fight fair. You got to know how not to hit below the belt. And that stuff takes time. And the more that you can work that muscle, you know, the better you get in time because people hate people can't deal with uh, 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 with arguments and having differences. People can't stand that. But some people are argumentative. Some people like it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, how can we fight this together? Right. Because you never built that muscle because y'all don't know how to deal with adversity because y'all run as soon as adversity comes. Mm-hmm. But let's tackle this now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I think it's a good idea to do couples counseling before you decide to get um, engaged and it's good to do singles counseling before Mm -hmm. you even enter into a relationship because as I mentioned before it's it's speaking what you want into existence you want to be married take the steps to prepare yourself to be a married person Mm -hmm. you know put your mind frame or mindset in the in the frame that you know I want to be a wife you know let me start putting that out in the universe. You know what I'm saying? Put that on your vision boards or, you know, keep praying about that, you know, um, go to counseling for yourself because there are things that have happened in your life that you don't realize are issues. Um, Because I didn't start going to therapy until I was getting divorced. Mm. And it definitely brought up 
me going to therapy definitely brought up some things I didn't realize were issues. And after going to therapy, it was like, I wish I had started going to therapy way before now. Like, yeah. I, like I'm not in therapy now, but mm-hmm. it is something that I do on a consistent basis. Whenever I feel like maybe too many changes happening in my life, it's just like, let me call my therapist up, you know, start going back to therapy for a little bit. You know, maybe something happened to me because I am a person that will just be like, oh, okay, and just push through it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. maybe that's something to be, to bring some pause or caution to and it's just like you know what maybe I should go talk to somebody and make sure that I'm handling this with my emotions correctly yeah you know what I'm saying because you could you could keep pushing stuff back pushing stuff back and that Mm -hmm. stuff surfaces once you get into a relationship because now you around this person 24 7 so it's like now you with this person 24 7 you can't hide your insecurities you know what i'm saying you can't hide the stuff that you've been pushing pushing back Mm because now somebody is challenging you about certain things or certain behaviors that you have and you don't you don't realize that these are issues yeah for sure and sometimes you get them they call triggers Mm-hmm. you never knew you was triggered he said something to you and it took you back to when you were 16 yep and you you ready to go off but you don't know why mm-hmm. but that's why you got to get to therapy so you can find out what happened to you at 16 or 17 you know some things that you never addressed like you said you keep putting it back in the back of your head and you never really dealt with it but you wonder why you act this way towards certain people or um, certain attitudes or behaviors and you might just be with that person and they know how to trigger you yeah but anything that's left unaddressed you're going to keep carrying that with you in every relationship mm-hmm. you're going to no matter who you with because there's a lot of people who date different people but it's the same person yes yes definitely you know? yeah um and I, yeah, it's, it, yes, you dating the same person, just in different people. Yep. And, you know, if I feel like if you don't do the work, you know, you're not going to realize this repeated cycle that you have. Um, so I definitely think that pre-engagement counseling is necessary. <laughs> I know it's I know it's new. Uh, <laughs> I know it's something new. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's it I, I, I think it's something that's needed in today's culture because it's people because it doesn't take much to get married. I mean, you can go to Vegas and and uh, you know Chewbacca can marry you or or yep. Luke Skywalker or anybody can marry you. You know, yep. but, you could just wake up one day and be like, "Let's go get a marriage license." Yep. It doesn't take much. Right after you get that marriage license. (laughs) It takes more work for you to get your driver's license than to get married. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) But, you know, I want to thank you for coming on the show this week. I think you definitely gave some good insight into why men may not be able to commit and I think you brought up a good, a good concept of doing pre-engagement counseling. 
Um, because I've, I've said before, like, of course, do counseling on your own um, and premarital counseling. But, you know, I think there should definitely be counseling before you get engaged as well. You know, just talking through things now, because like you said, an engagement ring is a big investment. And once you make that investment, you kind of like, because um, you might not even be able to sell that ring for what you spent. You know? <laughs> exactly. You can't take it back for a refund. They might be like, to the pawn shop and the pawn shop, like, I can give you 2000 and you done spend 5000 on that ring. So, you know, I, I definitely think it's worth doing prior to making that investment, because what if? you start going to premarital counseling after you done got engaged. And now you looking like, oh, this person changed since they got this ring, you know, and y'all bringing up stuff. And it's just like, this, this ain't the person I've been dating, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think it's good to do it before you get engaged as well, because if you don't know, how to because you can be married and stay married for years and just throw your issues to the back mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying but that don't necessarily mean you happy that your relationship is healthy and so for me going through a, a divorce already like I do want to be married again so for me I don't want to get married and find myself in the same boat later I want to mm-hmm. I want to know you know how to fight fair Cause mm-hmm. it's gonna be sometimes we gonna argue, but I don't need you throwing nothing up in my face. I know that's right. <laughs> I, I I realize words have power, and words mean things. And you probably saying something just because you upset, but you mm-hmm. don't realize like how you probably hurt somebody from what you said, or what you done triggered from what you said. You know, and because I've I've been in arguments with with a spouse and they saying things and it's just like, how could you say this to me? Mm-hmm. You know, I know like, you feel that way. Yeah. Like what? Mm-hmm. Did you just what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and and those words be cutting deep, you know, so I, I definitely don't want to be with somebody I feel can't fight fair, want to hit below the belt you know, want to wanna turn off just because we have an argument, like you can't turn off. That's right. Like this still has to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, you don't want somebody that's going to stray away from what it is that y'all trying to do. Because if you're trying to be married and stay married and have longevity and it be healthy, mm-hmm. you know, you got to talk through those issues because when you start bringing children into those, relationships now whatever y'all going through is spilling over to your children and now these are things that they're learning and they're potentially taking into future relationships Mm. like no relationship is going to be perfect by far of course but I think it's important that we learn these things so that we can teach them to our kids Mm. because let's be real nobody tells you what happens after you get married you know, everybody be like, oh, y'all should get married. I just love y'all together. You know, all of this and that. But then once you get married, ain't nobody there when y'all, y'all fighting and, you know, at each other's throats. 
mm-hmm. you know, so it's, I think it's definitely important to, to try and figure all this out before you get married or before you get engaged. Yeah, I would call it maybe a pre-gagement. I don't know, pre-gagement coaching. I haven't came up with a with a concept quite for it yet. <laughs> uh, pre-gagement or something. Yeah, but there's so much stuff that you said. I can go on and on. I'm really enjoying myself, but I'm going to. <laughs> but, you know, I thank you for coming on the show. I would definitely love to have you again. You know, again, can you just let everybody know where they can follow you at on social media? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, on all social media platforms, just search It's Scary to Remarry. It's Scary to Remarry. I'll pop up. I don't think anybody else have that name. So I'll show up in the search engine and you will find me there smiling. <laughs> um, you know, again, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you to the Kiki Squad for continually listening to me every week, for encouraging me to keep going because it does, it, does, it is time consuming to do a podcast. Um, <laughs> you know, and I actually I have been trying to come up with a name for my listeners for a for a long time now. Mm-hmm. And this week I was kind of just sitting and I was just like, you know, I wanted to encompass something with a name, you know, but I, I don't want it to be cheesy. So yeah. I think the Kiki Squad is, is pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of people that listen to me, you know, are people that I communicate with on a regular basis. So they are my squad. So y'all listening to me, we having this good old Kiki session. So I, I think the Kiki Squad is a is a fitting name. So I appreciate y'all for tuning in and encouraging me. You know, y'all can follow me on social media at Kiking with Coco. As I mentioned earlier, if y'all gonna drink the drink, hashtag drink with Coco and tag me in it. And you can always ask me questions via Instagram, Facebook, or through my email, kikiingwithcocopie at gmail.com. So again, I thank y'all for tuning in and until next time, bye.